from Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Why so angry, friends? Try a little green tea, a little valerian root. Welcome to the program, ladies and gentlemen, and all the ships at sea and my uh, my friends uh, on our little uh, burgeoning network down in Asheville, North Carolina, Birmingham, Alabama, Huntsville, Alabama, Atlanta, all our good friends along the Hudson Valley, New York, and uh, to everyone listening online around the world at uh, zoomeradio.com, zoomeradio.ca, my apologies, zoomeradio.ca, CA for Canada. Let's hear it. Uh, yeah, I mentioned the anger. I'm, I'm um, in day four of a little detox program that I'm doing. And partially inspired by uh, my guest, who's going to join me here in just a moment, who uh, will uh, be uh, joining us from the great Windy City, Chicago. Uh, and uh, so I'm sipping my green tea, day four without coffee. Now, I mean, a lot of people have, uh, you know, the coffee Jones, and it's all relative, I suppose. But I don't know where I am on the uh, on the on the scale, the sliding scale of coffee addicts, but I'm about a five mug a day guy. I'm not talking cups. I'm talking mugs. So that would probably be about 10 cups. That's not good. And uh, so uh, the last three, four days doing a complete detox, uh, the mighty Aphrodite and I, we've been doing these shakes for uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner containing all these superfoods, uh, kale, I, I would wheel the, the cart past the, you know, in the produce section, and I, I have a vague recollection of seeing kale, uh, but I've never, it's, it's a hugely, a leafy, uh, vegetable, uh, but I have never partaken of kale, and now I'm, uh, I'm putting it in my shake, and I'm, I tell you, after three days, I feel like I don't want to go back. I'm not, I don't want to go back to coffee, I don't want to go back to the red meat and all that stuff. You know, one of these days, I'm sure, uh, I'm gonna stumble, but uh, right now I tell you I'm I'm uh, I'm really enjoying the way I'm feeling, and uh, my mood is uh, I, t- I can get a little grouchy at times. Uh, you know, parents out there, you know what it's like. You're overtired. You're uh, maybe you're not eating right, and the kids are are uh, uh, aggravating you a little bit, and uh, I can be. Sometimes my kids will turn to me and say, you're a big old lump. <laughs> and, I, and now I see that you're right. I am a big old lump. No more of that. Anyway, wherever you are, I hope you're feeling well and uh, hope you're dry and warm and uh, comfy. So settle in for the next hour because uh, we're going to talk about uh, how to get your body right. And uh, it has to do with what you put into your into your body, the foods that we eat. And we're going to talk over the next hour about the cure for what ails you being found in the forest of all places. Let's face it, the forest, it's its the world's largest medicine cabinet. And um, here to tell us about what he's found stomping around in the woods, and I've recently seen some videos of, of uh, Cass, who's going to join us here in a second, stomping around in the in the woods with a machete in the boreal forests in places like northern Manitoba and uh, looking for 
for uh, for herbs and and plants and and uh, you know mixing them together. I don't know, making poultices and herb herbal teas and and uh, and what these ingredients can do for you is absolutely remarkable. So let's bring him in. He's a nutritional physician. He received a, his B.S. in biology and chemistry from the University of Northern Iowa and a D.O. from the University of Osteopathic uh, Medicine and Health Sciences. He has written 24 books, although uh, that's constantly, uh, uh, you know, there's always a, a book in progress. I think he's probably uh, written more than that by now. He's like Stephen King. He's the Stephen King of herbalists. <laughs> uh, he's given uh, answers and hopes uh, to millions through his lectures on thousands of radio and TV shows. He's uh, researched in writing. His research and writing have led to countless cures and discoveries. Dr. Cass Ingram is with us, and uh, it's always a delight. Uh, his books include The Cures in the Cupboard, um, The Longevity Solution, who needs headaches? And tonight we're going to talk about the cure is in the forest. Dr. Cass Ingram, how are you, my friend? Oh, good evening. I'm doing great. How are you? Wonderful. How are things in Chicago? Well, I got settled back down from a Canadian tour, you know. I mean, I had a good time up there with all my friends and uh, associates, helping people find out what uh, they can take for what ails them. Hmm. And a lot of it came right straight out of the boreal forest of Canada and the mountains of the Mediterranean and, so, you know, the, the tropics of the Amazon. I tell you, it's, it's, it's a hoot. Well, I'm just as, in my own little way, as I was saying off the top over the last four days, you know, it's, it's one thing to talk about, and we all hear this, you know, you are what you eat and, uh, you know, you got to be careful what you put in your body. But I didn't realize, you know, where I was until you know this last four days and and uh, this detoxification process and and I'm I'm realizing this this is my new baseline but how low I was I mean well it, there's there's lots of Persian out there as they say yeah so, uh, you, you can do it in five thousand different ways you know the addictions the the, the the sugary foods, the chocolate too much, the coffee too much, even the black tea too much for some people. Uh, you know, it's uh, and 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 we have the issue of GMOs to be concerned about, mm -hmm. but and then people on prescription medication. Yeah, I mean, I see it every day, and I mean, you know what? The other big thing is, we're not made to do what we do with the phones and the Wi-Fi and the, you know, the bisphenols and the fluoride and the chlorine and the pesticide residues. We're not structured for that and, and, and we're not structured to, to eat all this carbohydrate. So, and the sugar, I, I mean, the big epidemic I saw is, like you said, the, 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 the toxicity, the bad habits, the nutritional deficiencies. But the real big one I found was a lot of fungal infections, a lot of a lot of parasitic infections, and and you know just burdening people down with with that. Well, the, I've I've uh, been laboring under uh, I get a, a, a what I thought originally was a kind of a chest cold. It would settle in my upper respiratory system for months and months and months, and uh, you know 
I'm beginning to suspect that was just because it's been alleviated with this detox I've been on. It's a, yeah. it's, it must be some sort of a fungal thing. It's not a yes, cold at all. Yes, yes. Don't forget that the Ontario Huron uh, Lake River Base or, or Lake Basin is is Fungus City Central. Fungus and, City Central. Yeah, <laughs> yeah put know, that on a license plate. <laughs> we should, the, the native Aboriginal knew that there was a summer flu, a summer pneumonia, that they could rely on when the winds picked up uh, because of these histoplasmosis spores, you know, these uh, fungal spores, the black and the green and the rust mold. So you would expect uh, the people of Toronto to have, well, they wouldn't have any idea, though, that their bronchitis, their sinusitis, their sinus pressure, the sinus headaches, uh, the pneumonia, the... You know, the summer and fall pneumonias and, and, and bronchitis. They don't know it's fungal usually, but it is, 100%. So it's not just, it's not viral, it's fungal. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what you had in there, hunkered down in there. And of course, now with your changing your habits, your immune system is responding nicely. But we should, I mean, we could ratchet that thing right through the, you know, to the moon by a little bit of herbal medicine. Well, let's get into that, Cass. Let's talk about some herbal medicine. And we're going to make the phone lines available to, to people tonight as well. And uh, when we come out of commercial breaks, uh, we'll roll those numbers for the for you listening if you want to uh, participate, and we encourage you to do so. Dr. Cass Ingram is with us. We're talking about the cures in the forest. And uh, I, I was uh, telling the folks, uh, you know, watching you, um, in high definition, uh, stomping through the woods with your machete there up in uh, northern Manitoba. And what were you looking for? Uh, chaga. This, this, uh, you were looking for something that was growing on birch bark. Tell me about yes. this. Yes, I was looking for the wild chaga. It was a bit hard to come by up that way. And also some birch bark, you know, to harvest uh, ecologically, as well as perhaps some, uh, some tamarack bark. But those were the main things I was hunting. Uh, the chaga is fascinating. I was introduced to this about eight years ago by our Aboriginal brothers up there. And they said, Doc, you got to know about it. I said, well, what's a chaga? And they dig this gunny sack out and they show me. I said, where did you get it from? Well, we, we took it off the birch trees. I said, what? i never seen such a thing. And uh, we had a fun conversation. Then he says, it cures cancer. I thought, oh, my God. How, well, we have to be careful about that one. Yeah, exactly. Be, yeah. So I just, I, I, I bought the whole bag from him, but I didn't do anything with it because I thought I'd be arrested, you know. For <laughs> So what I did was I, I, I got burnt out, honestly. I mean, not when I was on the video. You see me after drinking a cup of chug. I'm full of fire there, but. But I got burnt out about, oh, five, six years ago, writing all those books and TV and this and that. And so I was getting up at like 11 o'clock and getting to work at noon. Didn't want to get in front of a computer. Wasn't doing much editing. Found it difficult to write. And I thought, you know, I'm going to try this chaga. So I was a big fan of birch bark tea. And I simply ground up my old birch bark uh, with the chaga, and I made a birch bark chaga tea. I put a little maca in it. Maca. Now, what is that, maca? Well, that's that purple root down there in, in uh, Peru. And knowing that birch bark's a little bitter and chaga itself's a bit bitter, I put this little bit of maca with it. I made it quite a brew. I loved it. I had a couple cups. I thought nothing of it. But then 
you know, I was getting up at 11 o'clock, right, every day. I wake up at 4 in the morning full of fire. Not not the caffeine kind. I just look, you know, full of energy and strength, more strength, looking for something to do. I felt great. So I'm going like, okay, so I'll clean my closet. It's been that way for five years. And I started to do some writing. This is great. I've tried a lot of stuff, but nothing popped me up at four in the morning. And uh, and so I noticed that if I took the chaga, like it's supper, I'd wake up a bit earlier and be refreshed. Not a bad feeling. And I my my mental skills went up. I don't know, maybe threefold, three hundred percent more vigor in terms of writing and editing and all that. And my radio schedule was not a big deal anymore. Now, here's the deal. I this has got to be a big medicine. You know, if the Aboriginal brothers find it important to share with me, it's going to be big medicine. So I. I made a poultice or an extract of it. It's actually on the market. Both of these things are on the market now, but this, this is called Chago Power Drops. Uh, anyway, I made this stuff, and I, I plastered it on my psoriasis. Well, Cass, just hold on there a second. We'll, uh, we're going to take a time out. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, Chaga. I'm, I'm curious to know. I mean, I, I saw, again, you, you uh, sort of harvesting this from this birch uh, bark up in uh, the boreal forest, but I had no idea. Like, I don't know, it, what is it? Is it a fungus? It is, a, is it a mushroom? We'll find out. Uh, Straight stamina. Uh, right. But other things, I'll tell you what, what we found. Well, Cass, you sound like you've had like a whole pot of chaga tonight. You are charged and on fire and ready to go, and we'll get into this. We'll open up the lines as well. If people have deficiencies or, or allergies or any of these things, we'll find out. Is there a cure in the forest? Back with more here on The Conspiracy Show. You want the truth? You can handle the truth. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Hey, welcome back. I knew that you could make a nice uh, canoe out of birch bark, but uh, treat psoriasis? Who would have thunk? But uh, Dr. Cass Ingram is with us, nutritional uh, physician, and it's all about the natural cures. Uh, he's uh, written, what, two dozen books anyway, and you, you, you go through the list, it's all got, you know, they're all natural cures in the title. Natural cures for high blood pressure, natural cures for health disasters, natural cur- cu- cures for killer germs, for better health, uh, uh, uh you know, the cure is in the cupboard, the supermarket solution. Uh, on and on it goes. Dr. Cass Ingram. So tell me this, this chaga that is found in the boreal forest on, on birch bark. Now what is, what is it? Is it a, is it a fungus? Is it a mushroom? What is it? Nobody even knows what it is. Uh, it's like a concretion or a secretion that the birch tree produces if it's injured or if it's sick, and it actually heals the, the tree. But we can put it somehow in the fungus family, but it's not really a fungus because, look, it's hard as a rock. You'd have to, like, you have you can't pull it off with your hands. You no, have to, you had a machete. Like a chisel. Yeah, I saw yeah, you. Or, yeah, machete, a saw. And so so it's it's in that family somewhere. But... They found, they found that if they had a sick cherry tree that had a fungus or something, if they injected chaga, they found this out in Finland, that it would cure the, t- the tree. 
So it's it's almost like nature's band-aid. I mean, all these years, you and I have been talking. I never even knew it existed. No, no. Uh, and then and about like, yeah. You had to, I mean, it took you a while. I saw you, you know, stomping through the woods, wading through swamps, uh, you know, braving the uh, the uh, legendary mosquitoes that are the size of a Lancaster bomber in in uh, in Manitoba, and your poor yeah. camera crew. And it took you a while to find some of it. So it, it's not that, going on everywhere. No, no. And uh, so, but I was shocked when I saw that. How can something give you physical strength and stamina? Get you eliminate your apathy, help you get more out of the day, help you do your chores that. I never was able to do them uh, that well without the chaga, and then and then it's wiping out the psoriasis. It, it literally ate the miserable psoriasis off my elbows, uh, mm. and uh, so I mean I knew that there, and this was about I guess about six years ago that we had to, I had to do something, and and I was so excited I started collating all the science and started using it on people and patients, and that led to the cures in the forest, which also talks a lot about the birch bark itself. I've always been a fan of birch bark tea. Now, you mentioned the canoe. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Think about chaga and think about the fact that it's from the birch tree, but think about the bark. If you go into the forest, the whole center of that birch tree will rot out, but the bark will be there like a mini canoe. And the canoe, you know, they found baskets and and things that are from 150 years ago, and they're still, like, okay. So the birch bark itself is a preservative. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, And and chaga basically digests it and turns it into a medicine. And I found so many cool functions for chaga. Case history, We first of all, Think about a birch tree with its membranes, all those membranes, round and round. It's a membrane substance. So I had a guy who had a ruptured, I mean, I'm not trying to make a claim on the radio. I'm just going to tell you what I know. This guy had a ruptured intervertebral disc. He calls me up. You know how it is. For every illness, we've talked about this before, there is something in nature. Even in the boreal forest, we could find something. Right. I mean, even the pharmaceuticals know that. I mean, that's because that's where they get a lot of their drugs, right? It's from the, the forest. They're trying to synthesize the active ingredient of birch bark. They they even synthesize chaga, but it's like one one-thousandth as powerful as the real wild stuff. But anyway, so so uh, this... Uh, you know this 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 birch bark uh, uh, extract, along with an extract of chaga. I gave the guy both. Uh, one's called Betchu Power Drops, and the other one's called Chago Power Drops. Anyway, I gave him their, their drops. I gave him both for his ruptured intervertebral disc on the reasoning that it's a membrane healer. Lo and behold, he comes back to me ninety five percent healing of a surgical problem. Mm. I mean, the, he, he, it's, he doesn't have the pain. And there, have there been clinical studies on, on chaga? There's a fair amount of clinical studies in Russia, you know, where because chaga is famous there from Siberia. That's where the original uh, chaga uh, was, was, was discovered. But uh, more, I would say, animal studies, uh, test tube studies, some human. All of it's summarized in the book. Yeah. The, the cure yeah. is in the forest. Let's let's grab some uh, phone calls, and uh, we'll begin with Mary, who's in Dayton, Ohio. 
Mary, welcome to The Conspiracy Show. How are you? Uh, good evening, or good morning. Um, I have chronic deep vein thrombophlebitis. Yes. Is there something in nature that would help me? Yes. I just saw a case of this that the doctor diagnosed as a bad knee when, in fact, it was deep vein thrombophlebitis and superficial thrombophlebitis. I simp- Now, this is the mountain cure I want you to know about, and we'll get into chaga, too. The mountain cure comes from the Mediterranean. It's the wild oil of oregano. You have it there, the P73 oil of oregano in the health stores. And you have that big health food store right there in Dayton. And you scrub that. You scrub that on your shins. You, you rub it into the calf. You rub it on the top of the thigh. And you keep rubbing it. I've treated people with came off with a deep vein thrombosis off of an airplane with this. And then the second thing is the chaga itself, especially the chaga black tea, which has fantastic material in there for deep vein thrombosis, chaga black tea or and or the chaga drops, you see. Uh, then here's another big cannon for you that I used with, uh, there was an aboriginal guy who they said you ruptured your, your, your Achilles tendon. They, they misdiagnosed his deep vein thrombitis. They put him in a cast. Well, that, his leg pulled up like a balloon. Oh, dear. So he's going to check out with a stroke. I, all I did was I, I, the super stroke, you know? I gave him the red sour grape, which is known as res vital in the health food store, about nine capsules a day. And I gave him something very important for you, Inflamese. Inflamese capsules with the roto-rooter bromelain and papain. And you take three capsules of that three times a day on an empty stomach, and it eats the thing right out. It just does. And these are the, the this is food, right? I mean, we're talking about uh, extracts from natural things that would be classified as foods. They're not drugs. Is that correct? Conspiracy shows not far off because these are all foods and they're published in the medical literature and they're not sitting there side by side for this lady when she goes into the doctor. We should have all the drugs side by side with all the powerful natural cures. If she wouldn't have called, who knows what happened. But because still- because they're, because you can't patent Chaga, I'm guessing, because it grows in nature. You can't patent it, and if you can't patent it, it's very difficult to profit from it. I'm guessing. I mean, if, if, as far as the as far as the pharmaceuticals are concerned, it's be a financial monopolistic thing. Because as far as safety, these things I mentioned are entirely safe. Nobody's ever died from an overdose of bromelain papain. Nobody's, and it's got ginger in it. You know how good that is. I've not yet had anybody OD on chaga. You know, so I, I don't understand it totally. Maybe somebody can explain it to me. Well, that's, yeah, that's an entirely different show, and we've done those shows, and we'll continue to do those shows. Uh, Cass Ingram, Dr. Cass Ingram is uh, with us as we discuss The Cure is in the Forest. He's a uh, doctor of natural uh, medicine, received his BS in biology, chemistry. He knows his herbs, that's for sure. And, uh, uh, as I say, been stomping around in the in the woods and the wilds all over the world in the Amazon, uh, the, the Mediterranean. Uh, you, you talk about um, you know the the wild oregano, and um, 
wild oregano actually i think is is mentioned in the old testament didn't wasn't moses you know singing the praises of wild oregano moses was a big guy for that he he warned his 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 uh, crowd to to make use of it you know with floods and different things and uh, but david gave the biggest praise he told everybody through his inspiration to purge yourself with hyssop no hyssop is Aesop, but what is Aesop? Aesop is Aesop, and that means wild oregano. It doesn't mean hyssop. So all that time there was a scriptural order for the human race to save themselves from trouble by by finding out about the wild oregano, which is the most fantastic purge of of viruses, bacteria, mold, fungus, candida. And of course, I've always recommended the edible type because I like to use it every day. I, I mean, I must say, you know, my tour, I got a little bit of food poisoning uh, on the tour, and I came back and I blew it away with the uh, P73 under the tongue, about 20 drops every, uh, I don't know, every few minutes until it killed the food poisoning. Oh, wow. <laughs> Um, Mary in Dayton, Ohio, thank you so much for the call. Uh, let's say hello to Anne, who is uh, in Aurora, Ontario tonight. Anne, welcome to The Conspiracy Show. Hi, Anne. Anne in Aurora, are you there? Once, twice, three times. Let's put Anne on uh, hold, and uh, Tim, if you could try to reconnect with Anne and see if she's available. All right. Uh so, Cass, this, again, back to the wild of oregano. I, I, I told you this uh, story when we met in the coffee shop a couple of days ago, and uh, this happened to my little guy, one of my twins. He woke up, this is about two years ago, uh, delirious with fever. And, of course, kids get those fevers that spike, and, of course, the, the parents panic, and, it's, it's you know, it happens. It's, it's somewhat natural, uh, not uncommon to see a temperature of, say, 104 in a little guy. Uh, but he's delirious, scoop him up in my arms, and he's got that, that whooping cough sound, you know, it's just dreadful. So we took some of that, uh, oregano oil, rubbed it up and down his spine, and then on the bottoms of his feet, and the next day, gone, nothing, no trace of a cough, I don't know. Coincidence? I, I, I find that hard to believe. Well, do, you, do you realize how big that is? How many children like that that's got a little pertussis or maybe a fungus or something, and they end up with potent an, uh, antibiotics, and they get candida, they get thrush, and here you are bypassing all that, plus the rushing to the doctor and the panic and the pandemonium and the Tylenol, which is not is not a good idea, uh, and, and you bypass the whole thing by rubbing something on him. I, <laughs> I know it's that good because I published on this. I mean, here. If you got a sick kid, you know you're going to the doctor and all that, doing your thing, but rub it on the feet where the biggest pores are, but also rub it on the shin. On the shin, ah, okay. Yeah, because the shin's where the little teeny lymphatics attach, and it's thin there, and you can get it, you rub it good until you, you know, you feel a friction and some heat. And like you said, on the spine, on the chest... I can tell you that the oregano oil gets into the lymphatics beautifully. And, and in fact, I had a guy who had, uh, you know, lymphedema, big, huge leg on one side, other leg normal. Well, he'd been in the tropics, always take a history, ask people questions. We don't ask questions anymore. How are you going to find out unless you talk to people? So 
Well, yes, he was barefoot down there in the Caribbean. He got the filarial worm, and I had him scrub that thing with that super strength oil of oregano until he cooked that all out, and his his leg went to normal. Mm. So it's it's great topical. There's no question about it. I love that. You know, like if somebody's too sick. Well, remember that Walkerton thing. Yes. I was asked. I didn't ask to go. They asked me to come up to speak at the uh, American Legion. This was a contaminated uh, water up here in uh, uh, in uh, Ontario, and uh, a horrible, horrible tragedy. Uh, Very bad, and uh, four thousand people knocked down. So, so I, I asked everybody in the audience. I, I had about uh, maybe a tenth of the town there. I said, "How many of you?" have listened to me on the radio and you regularly use the the oregano and you use the vinegar and honey I've been telling you and and I the, I said keep your hands up how many of you with the hands up that got the diarrhea honest to god almost every hand if not every hand stayed up they had protected themselves because they were taking this rev regularly and and so they held me there. I had to get back, but they held me. And then they sent me to the hospital, and the doctor said, we're not interested in anything you have to say, so forget it. And and the mothers then panicked and said, well, then what can we do for our children? Some of them are comatose. I said, smuggle in the oregano oil. And they did. There was a 15-year-old who was comatose with uh, E. coli sepsis. You know, it knocked out his kidneys. And and they scrubbed him real good. And then about an hour later, he starts wiggling around. About two hours later, he pops up half, you know, in his bed. And three hours later, he says, Mom, can I go home now? Dr. Cass, hold on. We'll uh, take a break. Come back. Get to some more phone calls. Dr. Cass Ingram, The Cure is in the Forest. Back with more of The Conspiracy Show. My name is Richard Serrett. The truth is not out there. It's right here. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. And welcome back. Uh, natural cures for high blood pressure, natural cures for diabetes, natural cures for health disasters, for killer germs, uh, nutrition tests for better health. On and on it goes. Dr. Cass Ingram is uh, with us. He's a nutritional physician and uh, lo- loves to stomp around in the woods and find cures in the forest and of course when we say the word cure we have to be uh, we have to be careful the uh i know the uh, the ears are ringing over there at the uh, college of uh, surgeons and physicians so as always we offer the caveat uh, consult your physician and the opinions of my guest and yours truly yes, do not yes. necessarily represent uh, the opinions of Zoomer Media. However, blardy blard, <laughs> Dr. Yeah, Cass. Yeah, uh, okay, so the the the, the wild oregano. Uh, I want to pursue that in, but I want to get back to the calls because people are uh, yeah. ringing the phones here. And uh, okay. Anne Anne in Aurora, Ontario, has uh, joined us again. Anne, you had a question for Dr. Cass. Yes, I have. I hope I don't lose you this time. Um, I'm very concerned about the fluoride in our water. Yes. Um, first of all, I have rheumatoid arthritis, I have uh, osteoporosis, I'm hypothyroid, um, I've got fractured lumbar disc, all kinds of things, and I, I, I do believe that the um, fluoride has some bearing on, on a lot of that. 
Is there any way that I can detox with uh, herbs or whatever? Yes, definitely. Uh, what a shame, though, with the fluoride. And I guess try your best to get the highest grade bottled mineral water that you can. Meanwhile, you got to take this chaga black tea and these chaga drops. I believe they're called chago power drops. And, and really work that in good. A couple, three cups of the tea, the drops, uh, twice a day. Additionally, I would, if I were you, I would take the oil of oregano, and if you can get a bit of this juice of oregano and hit that hard for the, you know, for the infestation that's causing this, you see? Uh, so if you could just do those things to start and then kind of keep in touch, maybe get the book and study it thoroughly. Because there's something in there about poplar buds. You'll see about poplar buds being an anti-arthritic case history. I had a woman whose hands were seized up from chemotherapy, seized big time, and she was an arthritic. I gave her this poplar X stuff. I don't know how uh, common it is or whatever, but it... You're talking about the poplar tree, right? It's, it's it's the buds, exactly. From a poplar tree, the, the, okay. The, 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 uh, yeah, the buds, you pick them, then they're soaked and extracted. Exactly, they're so sticky. They're highly, highly, highly anti-inflammatory. So you might try that too. But right. that lady with the seized hands, it all went away, you see. Remarkable. Anne in Aurora, thank you for the call. Giles is in Toronto. Giles, welcome to The Conspiracy Show. Hi. Go ahead. Um, hi, hi, Mr. Sarant. Hi, doctor. Um, hi I, there. My brother has um, serious, serious joint pain. I've been uh, trying to teach him. Uh, he used to play a lot of soccer, and I got him to join away or join a leave. And it, and I mean, he's just uh, he he doesn't like it because I mean he's. He's thinking, do I have to take this for the rest of my life? Is there anything else I can take? Do you have any uh, suggestions, sir? He's got real serious joint pain. I tell you, you're, you're not going to find anything better than that wild oregano, the edible, you know, high-strength form, and the chaga. Uh, you know, just a simple thing to do, the chaga drops, and the chaga, I would say that black tea, if you can get it, now the, the oil the, again is this uh, for the joints is are you recommending a topical that you rub it onto the joints or put it in, under the internal tongue internal and topical is where is his problem mostly mister sorry giles uh go ahead where is where is your uh, your brother's problem i think his knees his knees mostly and his, um, knees. his thighs okay and his thigh okay. okay he scrubs those knees real good at night with that oregano he takes the chaga he also should take some extra magnesium if it's knee. A lot of times knee, if he's athletic, is magnesium deficiency. Um, another thing you could do, it's been helping quite a few people, is the Oregamax capsules because that's got a lot of trace mineral in it. It's more of a whole food type of oregano. All right, Giles in yeah, Toronto, thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, sorry to, to, to cut you there. We've got a lot of people waiting. But uh, yeah. what is it about uh, oregano? I mean... Uh, it's white lightning. Yeah, but what's in it that, what is the active ingredient? Do we know? Well, carvacrol, you see. Carvacrol, uh, in the oil, along with the various terpenes and long chain alcohols, all healthy things. So the really good oregano is the kind that's 
from the spice. It's not the kind grown on a farm. There's a lot of that on the market now that they distill in the oil. It's actually the wild material growing on the rocks. And then they, it's, it grows on white rock. Its flower is white. It's silvery sage in color. It's very potent material. And, but then, so you have the oil. And then you have this crude herb. And then you're going to, with that one, you're going to have minerals, flavonoids. So it's kind of nice to combine them, the oil and the crude herb. Yeah. Okay, I want to tell a story when we come back. When we're sitting in the coffee shop with your colleague, Dr. Judy Gray, and she's telling me about this person that uh, has a snake farm. I guess he milks snakes. I'm not sure exactly, but uh, uh, had been bitten by by snakes and uh, applied some of this oregano. Anyway, we'll get to that story. Dr. Cass Ingram is with us. The cure is in the forest. Your calls as well. When The Conspiracy Show continues, stay with us. When in doubt, blame the government. You're listening to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Dr. Cass Ingram is uh, with us. He's the health hunter. And um, we're talking about the cures that are found in the forest. Uh, are, you know, the great outdoors, the, the world's largest medicine cabinet. And uh, the aboriginals of the world know about these healing plants and herbs. You know, uh, I, I saw you again on, on uh, this, this footage in northern Manitoba. And uh, you, uh, I believe it was a, was it a dogwood tree, the berries? You picked yeah. off those berries and you, and you said, this is like aspirin. Yeah. Tell, tell me about for these. Headaches. Yeah, this dogwood berry. That's amazing. And nobody knows to use it, but the Aboriginal people used it for head pain and, and we, and, and a botanist showed me the thing and, and it's, it's very effective. You just need a little bit, uh, squeeze them under the tongue, you know, and it's just, there's so much material in, 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 in the, uh, Canadian woods and in the prairies. We probably don't need to have anything else except the oregano. And by the way, don't be confused by the farm raisers. About 15 imitation brands now on the market, so they're not effective, and they're not. You can't take them daily. So make sure if you're going to do oregano, get the P73. It's you know the blue and yellow stuff. Because it has to be from the wild oregano, the stuff that grows in the mountains in Greece. That my, my the mighty Aphrodite's uh, Yaya, her grandmother used to yeah. go and harvest and make tea out of and. They made the tea, and yeah. the villagers still to this day, yeah, you want the kakik tea, you, or you want the regular tea, you know, which means <laughs> oregano. All right, let's say hello to Susie in Hamilton. Susie, welcome to the Conspiracy Show. Go ahead. Hi, Dr. Ingram. Hi. I've heard good that, um, I've heard, well, I've heard negative about um, wild oregano with hepatitis C. What is your opinion on it? Well, I, I did a clinical study on not, it, there's no negative when you use spices. You know what I'm saying? So like if you had a problem with your liver and you wanted to use turmeric or you wanted to use ginger, or you wanted to use an onion or you wanted to use, um, what, oregano. As long as it's the spice oregano, there's only positive. And when I did the clinical trial, is it you that has the hep C or somebody else? My sister. Your sister. When I did the the trial, uh, we took about twenty people, and the oregano oil, the P seven three. I mean, the blue label stuff. We gave two hundred drops a day uh, to these people, and uh, I'd say about eighty percent of them had a majorly positive response. Now, let me give you the the most successful cases. We had one guy who had thirty million viral titer per centimeter of blood. What does that mean? 
Well, it, it's an incredible thing. In each centimeter of blood, the guy's got 30 million viruses living in there. Wow. That's a lot, huh? <laughs> I'd say. Many, yeah. uh, so, so anyway, the, he took the 200 drops, plus he took the total body purge, the greens flush. I'll give you the whole protocol. And this healthy bacteria, or this one was called health back. So he's got the healthy bacteria, he's got this greens flush, he's got the purge, he's got the oregano oil, 200 drops. He went from 30 million to zero in 30 days. The guy's belly was as big as a beach ball. It all came off. So we had some success cases like that. But the beauty is, overall, there were no disasters. Uh, nobody got into worse trouble. And, and that's pretty impressive. These people were terminal, potentially. Well, it's amazing. You know, we, uh, how many people, uh, I, I forget what the, the stats are, quite alarming, uh, but the number of people that die every year from taking prescription drugs correctly, correctly, uh, you know, and then you have uh, you have the sort of the medical establishment uh, warning us about natural supplements. How many people have ever died from eating blueberries or exactly. garlic or oregano? Uh, I got an email from a buddy who plays a lot of golf, uh, a lot of uh, softball in the summer and spring, and uh, he's in great shape uh, in his early 60s. Sciatica. It's a huge yeah. problem with, with, um, with people, you know, th that age, the people that yes. are active too. What, what is sciatica exactly? And, 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 uh, can oregano or chaga or birch bark or, I don't know, uh, nibbling on an elm tree? You tell me, yeah. tell me, Cass. Uh, you can obliterate that. We just had a big cure uh, of a, with with wild turmeric. See, I like the wild plants. That's why the wild oregano is not a problem. But again, for that little lady on the hepatitis, as long as she's using this P73 blue label, it's not an issue. Now, but anyway, wild turmeric, the product name is called Turmerol. That uh, just eliminates this thing. Well, what is sciatica, quickly? Well, it's an inflammation of the sciatic nerve due to either entrapment or infection by herpes viruses and other viruses or a bulging intervertebral disc, you see? Mm -hmm. uh, so it's a big nerve that flows through the, uh, you know, through the buttocks and then down the center of the hamstring. But that's a very painful condition. And, and my three remedies are the super strength oregano oil, the turmeric, the wild turmeric extract, and these capsules called inflammies I mentioned earlier. And, and also the chaga. What's in I the inflammies? The chaga drops. You okay. Know. What's in the inflammies? It's got bromelain and papain from Thailand, along with ginger and turmeric. And what is bromelain? It's a capsule. Bromelain. Bromelain, okay, bromelain. Bromelain is uh, from the green part of the pineapple. It's a digestive enzyme that's like a vegetable roto-rooter and uh, anti-inflammatory. And then papain, you know, we, we, when you put lorry seasoning on, that's papain. It uh, digests. Now, it won't digest a live cell, but any kind of inflammation or dead tissue, it digests that. But... That's why I use these things. I, I don't talk even so much about ginseng or golden seal, though they're great. Uh, I talk about things made out of a pineapple or a chaga, which is, you know, the Siberians eat put in their stew, or a uh, garlic, 
or turmeric or oregano. <laughs> there you go. Ellen is in Milton. Ellen, welcome to the Conspiracy Show. How oh, are you? Very good, thank you. My problem is my son has Crohn's disease, and we just wondered what he could take to ease the pain, if not the cure. <laughs> yeah, Crohn's disease is a tuberculosis fungus of the intestinal canal. You can obliterate it with the wild oregano therapy. The poor guy, you could save that little fella. You have to, you know, with your doctor's care and all that, but you have to get some of this P73 oil under the tongue, the Oregamax, the juice. The juice is anti-tuberculosis. I talk about this in my books. The cure is in the cupboard, and I don't know, natural cures for killer germs, I guess. But And then also, he must take the chop. And finally, there's one more thing. That's, uh, there's a product that the doctors are using. It's called Oregaresp. If you can remember that name, couple of those twice a day too, a regular rest. Uh, give that a go and make sure he gets some healthy bacteria. I hope you're recording all this. <laughs> Ellen in Milton, Ontario, thank you for that. Uh, you know, uh, in Ontario, I don't know what the state of uh, the birch tree is elsewhere, but for a number of years ago, we had uh, some sort of a, a birch bore disease. My father was a huge fan of the birch tree. He would plant clumps of birch trees all over the place. Uh, it's kind of his legacy now that he's passed away. We have this beautiful clump of birch in our in my mother's front yard in Brantford, Ontario. A birch tree normally lives about 20 years. This clump is almost 50 years old. And, yes. uh, but, but you don't see a lot of birch anymore. So, you know, if the birch goes, so goes the chaga, right? Yes. Well, see, the, 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 the issue is that the birch is the fast-growing tree, and they log it out because it's the best firewood, and they make toothpicks and silly things. But then it comes back. Uh, so we should be planting them in those areas where it's been eradicated. We should be aggressive with this. Right now, I'm, 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 I'm contracting, pushing every lumberjack in Canada, in Minnesota, to when they cut these trees down to, to chop the chagas off. In fact, I have a big meeting with all the big big players in the Midwest uh, to make sure that all the lumber people who are losing their shirts get to harvesting chagas. Not from fresh trees, but from trees they're going to cut down. Right, That's right. Primarily working on. Okay, now, uh, before the, the, the last break, I, I, I teased this. Uh, so we're in the coffee shop there on, uh, in Bloor West Village here in Toronto, and Dr. Judy Gray is telling me, um, about this fellow that, uh, owned a snake farm, I think, and he was bitten by a venomous snake. Yeah. And she, he called her and she said to, to rub on the wild of oregano onto his, onto his wound, and what happened to this guy? Yeah, it shut it down. Now, he, he was in trouble because he'd been bitten two or three times that year. And she had him soak that repeatedly because she had her sister almost lose her abdomen from a brown recluse. And she she drove down to her sister's house and kept saturating this super strength into that wound, giving it to her under the tongue. And she shut, he, the guy shut the, he shut the thing down. Now, keep in mind that this oregano is an antidote. It's anti-venom, anti-bee sting, anti-mosquito. It kills ticks if you saturate a cotton and push it on the tick lawn. Uh, so it's anti-cough, anti-histaminic. Look, if a person's got a peanut allergy, they got to keep it in the, with them because 
if you got into something, or if you get an anaphylaxis, I almost died from an anaphylaxis, and this stuff saved me. Wow. Just, Again, we yeah, caution people to consult their physician. Uh, you know, we're not necessarily saying, you know, swap out your EpiPen for a bottle of oregano, but why not, you know, have both? Where are you off to next with your pail and your machete, uh, Dr. Cass? Uh, yeah, I'm meeting with a whole group of students and professors to, uh, to go into the field with a documentary on, on conservational chaga harvesting. It's a depressed area. The lumber guys are almost out of business. We're going to bring them all in. We're going to get them some money for the chagas. And we're going to just take it from the areas that they're going to take out the trees. It's a very fascinating project, and and that's what we're doing next. Meanwhile, I know in Canada I saw the product all over in the healthy planet, nature stores and the Mon stores. You have to get them, give them a good goose to make sure they get what you need. But those two chains I know, and you know other players like Bulk Food Warehouse and in Hamilton, but there are all kinds of places. So you just go and you ask for chaga tea or what? Chaga uh, in a concentrated form, capsules? or If you're going to go do chaga, you're going to ask for the chago power drops, which are the emulsified drops. I was mentioning specifically those. And this, I like the chaga black or this regular chaga tea. It's all pulverized. You want the micro pulverized, finely pulverized in a tub. And there's also capsules. i I, I pound okay. the capsules when I travel. They're, they're All right. Pound those capsules, Cass, and we'll talk again soon. Always a pleasure, my friend. All right. You can check out what's coming up on The Conspiracy Show, www.richardserrett.com.